The Amazing Beauty of Creation is brought to you by CompuKids. CompuKids is an online technology academy for kids. CompuKids offers courses like game development, coding, app development, graphic design, and animation, all especially designed for kids. The CompuKids courses are all available as downloadable multimedia ebooks. CompuKids will help you to prepare your child for the fourth industrial revolution by providing them with valuable technology skills. Support the show by visiting www.compukids.me. That's .me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to The Amazing Beauty of Creation. I'm your host Bilal Katrada. And I'm your co-host Talha Katrada. And today we're going to do something a little different. Normally we talk about specific creatures and specific things that Allah Ta'ala created. But today we're going to look at not just one object or one creature. We're going to look at a system that he created, an amazing system. You know, the one thing really mind-boggling about Allah Ta'ala's creation is not just that he created individual creatures, but that he created a multitude of creatures and he put them into different systems. And those systems are so well-tuned, so well-greased, they just operate on their own. And the more we learn about these systems, the more amazed we become at just how beautiful so many different moving parts work together. I'm talking about things like different creatures and plants and weather systems and currents and tides and and chemical systems, all things working together to make a a, an ecosystem, for example, operate for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And by us as human beings, making one small, tiny little change to a system, it sets off a domino effect. It triggers an effect that causes a lot more damage down the line. It's like, for example, a person has a, a cell phone, all right, and you, you, you simply change one setting inside that cell phone, just one little setting, and suddenly the cell phone goes bonkers and everything goes goes crazy. But if you didn't interfere with that setting, that cell phone would operate beautifully. Now, in the world, all over the world, not in just one or two places, in fact, all over the universe, Allah Ta'ala has made the system of things that are working together so beautifully. And one such system, one such amazing system is the amazing, amazing Amazon jungle. Now, what's truly remarkable about the Amazon jungle, one of the most remarkable things is that they say if the earth were a creature, then that creature's lungs would be the Amazon jungle. The Amazon jungle is benefiting us sitting here in our own countries, here in South Africa or Europe or United States or wherever we may be, the Amazon jungle is benefiting us indirectly by producing oxygen that's distributed across the globe. But there's so much more about the Amazon jungle that we ourselves didn't know about. But in doing research for this episode, we realized. And now we have a further and a much more greater appreciation about the amazing beauty of Allah's creation. So tell us, tell us something about the Amazon jungle. I know it's huge, right? How big is it really? The Amazon jungle is the largest tropical rainforest in the world. Uh, it occupies an area of about 
5.5 million square kilometers. That is huge. Give us context. How big is 5.5 million kilometers? So 5.5 million kilometers is roughly about 4.5 times the size of South Africa. Wow. So that's one single jungle, almost five times the size of our entire country. Wow. I mean, just thinking of a, of a jungle the size of Durban or Johannesburg, that's huge. But five times the size of South Africa. Wow, that's huge. And um, the, so because it's so big, the Amazon uh, jungle spreads across a very large area and it actually occupies areas in nine different countries. Okay. And so the, naturally, the Amazon jungle is, is very famous for its size and, of course, for its biodiversity or the, the, the amount of different creatures, animal and plant species you get there. Okay, before we and go there, uh, where exactly is the Amazon jungle and what are those nine countries that it, uh, it occupies? Okay, the Amazon jungle is located in, in South America. Uh, it occupies most of the area in northern South America. And it occupies, a uh, majority of the Amazon rainforest is in the country of Brazil. But it stretches out and it occupies areas in Colombia, Peru, Venezuela, Ecuador, Bolivia, Ghana, and French Ghana. And also a bit of it is in the country of Suriname. Okay, that's, uh, that's, that's a lot of countries for a single jungle to be spread across. But I mean, the Amazon is huge, five times the size of South Africa. All right. Um, in terms of uh, the biodiversity, the plants, the trees, what, what can you tell us? Okay, now, naturally, a forest will have trees. If you think of a forest or a jungle four and a half times the size of South Africa, it's going to have a lot of trees. And it's estimated that the Amazon jungle has about 390 billion trees. Wow, that's a lot of trees there. Now, to put that into contest, if you were to take the trees into the Amazon and distribute it equally to every living person, each person will receive 50 trees. Okay, 50 trees per person, except that, you know, I don't want 50 trees because I don't have place to keep 50 trees. Now, naturally, those plants create oxygen. And as you said, the Amazon would be the lungs of the earth. And it's estimated that the Amazon jungle produces 20% of the oxygen in Earth's atmosphere. So what that, what that essentially means, right? So if the Amazon is producing all of this oxygen and the air currents are, are, are distributing this oxygen around the world, right? Am I, am I correct in saying that? So if it's 20%, that means for every five breaths that you breathe in, one is coming from the Amazon. Can we say that on average? Yeah, it's... it's Amazing. No, Tell us about is. the plants, more about the plants, uh, the other plants in the, in the Amazon. Yeah, so now, as we mentioned before, the Amazon jungle is known to be one of the most biodiverse places on Earth. In fact, they say one in every 10 species on Earth lives in the Amazon jungle. So if, if let's just say if there was only 100 creatures on Earth, 10 of those creatures would live in the Amazon alone and the rest of the world will only have 90. I mean, that's remarkable, but somehow not surprising. I mean, you've got a, a forest, a jungle the size of, well, five times the size of South Africa. One would expect that there'd be that many creatures in there. Now, when you look at tree species alone, it is estimated that there are over 16 
thousand species of trees that grow in the Amazon jungle. So that, that is pretty much a quarter of all known tree species on Earth that, that grow exclusively in the, or grow can be found in the Amazon rainforest. And to, to just to show the, the intensity of the biodiversity in, in the Amazon jungle, a study conducted in 2001 revealed that an area of rain, Amazon rainforest roughly the size of 32 football fields could support more than 1,100 uh, uh, tree species. So just a small area like that, and there could be 1,100 different tree species so growing in it. we're not talking about 1,100 different trees. We're talking about 1,100 different species of trees. I mean, you know, it's hard for us to imagine such a, a dense biodiversity especially here in South Africa, because we've got mostly open savannas and you could walk for kilometers and just see grass and maybe you'll, you might see, uh, what, 40 or 50 different species uh, of plants. But here you're saying 1,100 species in the size of, a, of 32 football fields. That, that alone shows how biodiverse uh, the Amazon is. It's really mind-boggling. But that's just that's just the trees. Now, if you talk about other plants like shrubs and mosses, there could be as many as eighty thousand plant species in the Amazon. Now, of course, be the Amazon being so big and so dense, it's really hard for scientists to actually go and start counting how many. So, what they do is they find the plant species that they know, and then see how many more new ones are being discovered every year, and then through some calculations, they can somewhat get an estimate of how many species there could be in the Amazon. I guess they, 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 they're doing their best guesstimates because from what I've read, every, every day there's new species being discovered in the Amazon by scientists. It's really, really amazing. You know, the, but the question is, you know, there's, there's this... And what's really mind-boggling is what I alluded to at the, at the beginning, that Allah Ta'ala made this planet... And on the planet, he's got different types of terrain. So on one hand, you've got the dry, arid deserts like the Sahara. And then you've got the Amazon jungle, absolutely dense forest, so dense. I mean, it, it must be difficult walking in there also. And then you've got your, your, your icy poles and then you've got your grasslands. It's so amazing that Allah Ta'ala has created all this, you know, this almost this patchwork of... of uh, of different types of terrain, of different types of plants. But what we don't realize is that whereas something like the Sahara might seem to us as a, a just a wasteland, a desert wasteland, but even it serves its purpose. Just like we discussed, you know, about the oceans, that the oceans in their size and their depth, they serve a purpose to regulate the Earth's temperature. The Sahara also has its own uh, purpose it has its function it's not useless as far as uh, you know the uh, why it's there Allah Ta'ala has put it there for a reason now tell us about that I, I'm really keen on knowing how you know what role the Sahara surprisingly plays in the Amazon I mean these two are what uh, tens of thousands of kilometers apart okay so plants need a nutrient called phosphorus to grow and, and stay healthy and the Amazon jungle, although it has some of its own phosphorus, but 
due to fl- flooding and rains and things, a lot of that phosphorus gets washed out of the soil and is lost. But somehow, the Amazon has this constant supply of phosphorus, always new phosphorus coming in. Where does all of this phosphorus or all this is nutrients come from? The answer is in the Sahara Desert in northern Africa, more than four and a half thousand kilometers away. Mm, that is amazing. Now, it's, 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 it's very f- confusing to think about, but it's estimated that 182 million tons of phosphorus-rich dust blows out of the Sahara Desert every year and flies towards, carried by the wind over the Atlantic Ocean and lands in the Amazon jungle. That is, you know, this is, this is, what, this is what really amazes me. 182 million tons every year being deposited from Sahara into the Amazon. You know, this. Do you do you sense that none of this is happening by chance? This is a system that Allah Taala has made. It's so mind-boggling. Here, there's the forest, one of the richest, most diverse uh, jungles in the world, and it's being nourished by one of the most lifeless places in the world. It's such a beautiful balance that Allah Ta'ala has created. Now tell us, how, how does this phosphorus actually blow across? And how did we, how did we discover this? Now, this was discovered uh, by NASA. They, they launched a, teles- uh, not a telescope, a, a satellite called Calypso to study uh, dust particles and cloud patterns in, in the sky. And they see these huge plumes of dust flying from North, uh, from, uh, North Africa to South America. Now th- those dust grains that blow across, they, they're extremely tiny, must be about uh, you know, the tenth of the width of a human hair. But hundreds and millions of them fly across every year. And that's, uh, from space, you can actually see these huge plumes of dust, almost looks like clouds flying across. Mm. That's amazing. That's amazing. And then we, you know, we often think of Sahara as a, as a wasteland, but now we see it has its own uh, a function. Beautiful, beautiful system created by Allah Ta'ala. Now, you know, there was, there's been talk recently of terraforming the Sahara Desert, meaning, you know, to, for lack of a better word, greenifying the desert, planting stuff into the desert and making it no longer a desert. And that, again, as much as it seems like it's a good idea and there's good intentions behind it, because obviously, uh, a green Sahara desert will be much better for the economies of the countries in the Sahara. But we didn't realize that if we did that, how it might just affect the Amazon jungle. So that might just cause some kind of uh, domino effect that causes uh, damage to, to the Sahara desert. It's unbelievable. Okay, so we spoke about the, the, the plants uh, in the Sahara. Now, I know some of the weirdest creatures in the world live in the Amazon. That's one reason that if I ever go to the Amazon, I want a, a, a knight's armor or an Iron Man suit because I am terrified of some of the creatures that are in there. Tell us something about the, the creatures uh, in the Amazon. Okay, so just like how the plants are so diverse and there's so many different species of plants in the Amazon, the same is true for, for animals. And there's estimated to be 2.5 million species of insects that are found in the Amazon forest. In fact, a single tree in the Amazon jungle was found to have 
46 different ant species on it. Now to put that into context, that's around the same uh, amount of species of ants found in in the UK, in all of the, 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 the British Isles. Amazing. So one tree. One single tree. One tree has more species of ants than the whole of the United Kingdom. And that is mind-boggling. Now, the Amazon uh, jungles, water systems and, and surrounding rivers are home to around 5,600 uh, 5, species of fish. And approximately 50 new species are discovered every year. Now, this is not species of insects or species of, of uh, animals. It's specifically fish species in the Amazon. Mm. 50 new species are discovered every single year. And that's what I say. I mean, almost on a daily basis, people are discovering new species, plants, animals, bugs, fish. Amazing. And some of those, I'm, I'm guessing, are not found anywhere else in the world, right? Exactly. Precisely. Now, it is still estimated that a single lake in, in the Amazon forest or somewhere within the vicinity of the Amazon's rivers can have more species of fish in it than all of Europe's rivers combined. Mm, that is truly remarkable. It's either that you know Europe is not particularly rich in fish species or the Amazon is just crazy uh, rich in species. Could be both. Now, the Amazon is also uh, home to a lot of bird species. In fact, uh, 1,400 bird species are found, or at least 1,400 bird species are found in the Amazon. Probably the 1,400 we do know about. And once again, there's new species being discovered every uh, year. And that number, 1,400 birds uh, species, that's a fifth of all birds that we know. So one, f one in every five bird species that we know of lives in the Amazon. In the jungle. Amazon. That's, that's so amazing. I'm sure that, you know, all these birds and animals and bugs that are out there, there's, I mean, I've come across some really scary ones. You know, there's, there's uh, some deadly, deadly creatures there that, that terrify us. Tell us about, about some of those. Um, I don't think it'll do justice for us in this episode to, to go uh, through those. I think those creatures deserve their own episodes. Maybe the next episode will go into some of the creatures of, of the Amazon. Deadly creatures of the Amazon. Like, for example, just give us a list. Okay, so you got your the green anaconda, uh, which is probably one of the longest snakes on earth. You got piranhas in the rivers. Uh, you got poison dart frogs that can kill you just by touching them. And Whoa. those are just a few. Touch me not little frogs. I can't wait for the next episode. Now, in the meantime, let's discuss a, a, a serious threat that the Amazon jungle I is facing. Yeah, let's do that. I was, I was actually going to ask you about that. Okay. We know that the, the Amazon is, is under constant threat, and we heard about deforestation of the Amazon. We heard that uh, species are going extinct in the, in the Amazon, especially those that have no other home anywhere in the world. Tell us about that. How bad is the problem? Is it as bad as they make it out to be? It's pretty bad. Uh, bad. Every year, large tracts of land are, are cleared out of the Amazon. Uh, it's, it's estimated that every two seconds, an area the size of a football field is cleared out of the Amazon. That is uh, huge. Every 
every two seconds. Every two seconds, a football field size is cleared. That's a frantic pace. Will there be anything left after even a couple of years? Uh, it's estimated that at this rate, within 50 years, the Amazon forests, not just the, Am- uh, not just the Amazon, but the, the tropical rainforests uh, across the world can be completely wiped out. But that's 20% of our oxygen right there and so many different creatures. Now, this is, you know, this is a, a very tricky situation. On one hand, we have people that need this land for agriculture, for manufacturing, for homes. And on the other hand, we have these, these biodiverse forests that play a part in a, a, a vital role in the functioning of the whole planet. You know, it's a, from, a, from an Islamic perspective, it's really such a tricky situation. I think that when, when you look at Rasulullah's emphasis on, on conservation, you know, on caring for the environment, on caring for creatures, I think we need to draw up a balance somewhere there. We need to put into place measures to avoid these these forests from becoming completely destroyed, but at the same time to make sure that people are not suffering as a result, because obviously people are the highest priority. If there are people suffering and, you know, that land is absolutely necessary, then obviously there is a concession. But if it's just for greed, I mean, and that's what drives almost everything, right, today. Everything is about greed, 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 more and more and more. It's like what we spoke about, the whales, right? It People almost brought them to extinction, not out of necessity, but out of greed. And, you know, the, the funny thing about classical human greed is that it's so bad, it'll consume even the person, the greedy person will get consumed by his own greed. I mean, think about the whales, for example. If the whalers, out of their greed, wiped the whales out of the, uh, the planet, wiped them to extinction, what would have happened to them? They themselves would have gone out of a job. They would have deprived themselves of, the, of an income. Now, in the same way, when we're looking at these countries, these South American countries, and a lot of these are poor countries. These are not by any, uh, you know, middle to poor countries, and none of them are wealthy countries. I think the wealthiest they would be, the wealthiest would be Brazil. Now, obviously, there's a need to build the economies, but there's also a need to preserve these forests. And I think if we put, if we really put our minds to it, and if we really put our heads to it, we can come up with a solution. Otherwise, we're going to lose this biodiversity. And as much as we are having problems now with global warming, ocean currents, ocean levels rising and erratic weather patterns, things are just going to get worse and worse and worse if we keep interfering with this system that uh, Allah Ta'ala made. I mean, this system, these systems work like a, like a clock. You know, if you open the back, back of uh, and, uh, one of these, these old clocks, these, these mechanical clocks, and you see all of these little parts turning together, tick-tock, tick-tock, you just remove one tiny part and that entire clock just stops. Now, Allah Ta'ala's systems in this planet, on this planet operate in that way. So I think we, we really, as a, as, a, as a human race, we can solve this problem. Uh, but we need to be a bit creative about it. I think, uh, Tala, we don't have any more time for today. We're out of uh, time. It's a, it's a wrap for today. I hope our 
listeners enjoyed and were entertained by this episode as much as uh, we were. And uh, we hope to catch them the next time. This is The Amazing Beauty of Creation. I'm Bilal Katrada. And I'm Talha Katrada. <laughs>